When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. England's continued slump, Australia's resurgence, a very intriguing qualification battle and a huge rivalry weekend coming up, if we can call it that. All of that and a lot more is on the agenda today as we welcome you to episode 8 of the One Shot Podcast, the cricket podcast of the Sports Gazette. I'm Ayush and as ever, I've got Toby with me. Toby, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. Uh, I'm doing better than England's performances. (laughs) We all are. (laughs) And for the first time today, we've got Sunny as well with us. Sunny, who's a primarily a football correspondent here for the Sports Gazette. He's been giving a lot of time to football, but we can't just not focus on cricket, right? Coming from India. Sunny, yeah, how, yeah. How, how do you feel being on the One Shot Podcast? Yeah, I feel great. Thanks for having me and looking forward to recording this podcast. Are you looking forward to the rest of India's matches as well? Yeah, on the weekend, we're playing England. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. I know many Indian fans yeah. are now looking forward to that <laughs> a lot more than they were at the start of the tournament. Yeah. But Toby, we just have to start with England, don't we? Unfortunately, we do. <laughs> what a horrendous performance from the England side. It started off so well. They were, what, 45 for one, 45 for none even. Um, opening partnership looked good. It was almost back to the good old days of 2019, that opening partnership. And then it all started to go horribly wrong and unwind from there. Um, and yeah, it was just another poor performance from this England side, which I don't think anyone's expected. Then I don't think anyone would have predicted them to be ninth in, and with about a third of the group stage still to go, they're ninth pretty much at the bottom of the table, barring a few net run rate points. Um, and yeah, it's just been extremely disappointing to, to what is probably England's golden generation for them to have won the World Cup just four years ago and to be this poor now. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I mean, no one would have predicted this, especially just five matches into this World Cup for them, and it's already all, almost done for them. Qualification seems too far-fetched right now. A lot has been said about the mistakes that they've been making or the problems that have been coming up uh, or with team selection or with uh, the unfortunate injuries and things like that. But Toby, what's the way forward to salvage at least the rest of this World Cup? There are still four games to go. Let's not let's not focus on qualification. Like we said, it is far-fetched, but what's what next? Mathematically, qualification is still possible. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you know. Yeah. Uh, realistically, it is it is not, and it's not been for for a few games in, with hindsight. Um, 
for me, if I was in this England side right now, I'd be wanting to try and blood a bit of youth, which is hard to say when most of the team is over 30. But I was absolutely shocked when Gus Atkinson wasn't selected to play Sri Lanka. I thought he was just such a, such a bright light in that match, um, match previously against South Africa. And to not see his name on the team sheet was really disappointing. The same with Harry Brook and Brian Koss, three of England's young guns um, within the squad. I really wanted to see at least one of them, preferably all three, and, and for the rest of the tournament I would, I'd like to see them as well. Brian Koss obviously has come into the squad uh, in place of Reese Topley, who, who got injured. But I think he should fit in really nicely. England have so many new ball bowlers in the squad. Topley's obviously out, but Curran, Willie and Wokes all primarily want the new ball. Brian Goss is different in that way. He likes bowling through the middle, very Liam Plunkett-esque. Um, and, and can be very miserly with, with his runs, or uh, giving away the runs throughout the middle order, uh, throughout middle overs. So I think he really should get a chance. Gus Atkinson, I think, similarly showed what he could do against South Africa and needs to be given that opportunity again. Um, and he can bowl in all three um, all three facets of the game. He can take the new ball, he can bowl at the death and through the middle where he's been primarily used for this England side. So I think he's got to go come back in and, and Harry Brook as well. I don't know quite where Brook fits in um, because I don't mind Livingston at seven. He's not really had the opportunity, but he's only 30, which only 30 is saying something in the squad. Um, but I'd, I think he'll he should still be around and probably will still be around in four years time for the next World Cup. So I don't mind him in at seven. Maybe you try Harry Brook at the top of the order instead of Johnny Bairstow. Try and shake things up. Try and make things work. Um, but I think that's the problem. Is the England side have been changing everything every week pretty much. You look back twenty nineteen, they had a settled a settled side other than Joffre coming in, which was a no brainer realistically. They've had the same sort of squad of fifteen sixteen. For the previous four years, like Liam Plunkett, Jason Roy, uh, Ben Stokes, they didn't necessarily debut in 2015 when Morgan came in as captain, but that was when they really got their run with the team, and England haven't really had that over the last four years. Absolutely, shaking things up, uh, like you said, Toby. I think that could be the way going forward, right? Just try the try to change the combination a little bit, like you said, Harry Brook maybe at the top of the order, get these youngsters in, Gus Atkinson, Bryden Gass. This, this is the kind of stage where you learn so much about them. And it's a World Cup right now. It's kind of in that situation of not much to lose because a lot has already been lost. And the last four matches, it's not like every match uh, is, you know, th- those inches or those margins for qualification are going to matter. Get these guys in. Let's see what they can do. Sunny, uh, you know, mm-hmm. while we were talking about the youngsters here and the fresh blood that can come into the team, we have to say that the dis- performance from the seniors has been quite disappointing. The guys like Josh Butler, Johnny Bess, or Joe Root, I think, uh, is one guy who's not performed, who's performed well below expectations, given how good he is. Ben Stokes, maybe we can't blame him that much, but what do you make of how the seniors have gone about things so far at the World Cup? Talking about seniority, I'd like to remind you that this England squad, all the players are either 30 or over. And the last time this happened was more than 100 years ago in 1921 during the Ashes series against Australia in Leeds at Headingley. And I can tell you that 
back then the australians won by a whopping 219 runs and yesterday the english particularly i'd like to talk about bearsto joe root and ben stokes all of them combined scored less runs than sri lanka's nisanka the fact that nisanka a 25 year old sri lankan scored 77 runs while bearsto stokes and joe root three veterans of england they scored 76 combined in bangalore is startling and, and it's cause for concern and toby uh, you know what sunny mentions is important right? where the 11 players who played in the previous match all at least 30 or over massive changes coming into this england team at the end of this world cup i mean the hu- uh, big overhaul are you expecting a huge overhaul Yes and no. I think under normal circumstances there will be a huge overhaul like I can't I wouldn't have been able to see Butler keep his captaincy everything like that. However, what this England's setup has been preaching for so many years now is sort of continually backing yourselves and backing your captain and your leaders. Um and Rob Key in particular, the the new managing director of English cricket who came in a couple summers ago has been similar in that rhetoric. He's he probably will give Josh Butler the option as to whether he wants to keep going. I wouldn't be surprised if Butler steps down as one-day captain but continues as T20 maybe. Um just because 4 years is a long time and it's probably unlikely Butler will still be around for the next World Cup. So it's a good place um to cut your losses and and change it all up and allow someone else that captaincy. Probably Zach Crawley is the next man in line I'd say, which is weird considering he's not even in this squad. Um but he captained England against Ireland in that series before the World Cup. They obviously really like him as a leader within the sides. Um and he's a, he's a good white ball player. Obviously he's got a decent test record now after that summer in the Ashes. Um and he's he's got a decent 120 blast record as well. But arguably similar to a lot of England's um England's players right now, one day should be his best format where he can attack when he needs to but also um his defense won't be torn apart like it would in the red ball game with the ball moving around so i think he could be a very good long term one day captain and when you look at the the england sides or the england players who aren't even at this world cup as well will jacks i thought was very unlucky to miss out ben duckett as well um has a great one day records um and i mean the bowling front brian carter's come in matthew potts rian armed were in that ireland um series both both very good Um and I think there is a lot to look forward to in this future particularly if Jofra can get fit again at any point um but I think there will have to be a lot of overhaul over the next few years I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Stokes goes back into retirement um and a few other of those players might might do something similar Moen Ali probably will retire after this um at least from the one day side like he has in test matches um Chris Wokes and David Willey are the freshest of chickens they they're likely to go I would thought after this Um so I think even just by natural um selection there will be a lot of changes but I don't think it will be framed as this mass overhaul necessarily from the England setup. Yeah, that's a fair point and it just kind of takes them back to 2015 a little bit as well after what happened in the World Cup down under and that prompted such uh you know a big big revolution. Yeah, if there are too many changes or not we'll see with time but we definitely can expect that there will be a little bit a lot more 
uh, alive going forward, especially given what's happened in this World Cup. We'll keep an eye on that. This has been a very unusual tournament for England's coach Matthew Mott as well, who's seen only success when he was part of the Australian women's team. And he came in last year and right away uh, won the T20 World Cup with the team as well, not a long time after joining the team. And it has been smooth sailing. But yeah, this is kind of a, a new experience, you can say, for someone like him as well. But uh, not expecting England to part ways with him after this. I'd be surprised, just because he's been in for such a short amount of time, they'll probably look to use him as the sort of um, the continual over the next period. If the captaincy does change and as a lot of the players move out, it's very useful to have sort of one voice in the dressing room that will stay around and will be there to, to help bring through what talented youth there is within this England setup. Right. And that brings us to England's next game. It's coming at the worst time for them playing the tournament favourites and without a doubt the best team so far of this World Cup in India. Five wins in five matches and it's always a big clash no matter who's where in the table. With these two teams it's always a big one. Sunny, it's the, it's, it's the big weekend game India-England on Sunday. Uh, you see England even troubling India in that match. Will they come out with that no holds bar, nothing to lose kind of attitude and trouble India or again, as it's been so far, smooth sailing for India. What do you think? Yeah, it's been smooth sailing for India until now. But I don't know about this match because it's India versus England and I don't count the run of form in the previous matches. So even if England have lost, let's say, 4 out of 5 and it's been the worst ever title defence in a World Cup, I'll not write them off 100%. And yes, as you said, that they'll come like all guns blazing in this match because they've got nothing to lose practically. And India might lose one or two matches, I guess, because it's an extraordinary feat to win all the matches and then go on to win the World Cup. So it will be interesting regardless of the positions of the teams in the table. But yeah, looking forward to it. And just hoping that India just make it over the line. And uh, Toby... Hardik Pandya has again said to miss out. That's a big, huge worry for India. It's not about this match, but going forward, because now there are, as it was before the New Zealand game, there are even more doubts now about his future in this World Cup, given that we still don't know whether he's around the system right now, around the team, given that he had gone to the NCA after he picked up the injury. How much of a miss is he going to be looking at the bigger picture? Well, I think it's a great miss from an England perspective. It's the one benefit we have going into this. Um, but I think looking looking to the rest of the tournament, if Pandya doesn't play a part in any more of the matches, that is a huge loss for India. Um, it weakens both their batting and their bowling, I think. Sky is uh, is, a, is a great talent and a great young talent, but he's he's not quite at the Harley Pandya level yet, I'd say. And also it means Shardul Fakur moves out of the side, uh, meaning Shani's batting at number eight, which is extremely high for a man with his batting talents. Um, and also Pandya's a very good bowler, a very handy bowler, particularly through the middle overs, um, which they do lack a little bit um, with, without him in there. And, and they are down to just their five bowling options, which all it takes is one injury or um, one uh, one bad day for a, for a key bowler and, and they could easily go for a lot of runs, um, which their batting lineup won't be as adept to chasing. 
Um, I think pretty much every India fan will be begging for Hardik Pandya to get fit again, but I think it could be could be trouble if he doesn't. It would be. It would really be because it's so evident that the balance is completely rocked, and you know it's completely off when Hardik Pandya is not playing. Sunny, would you like to see Ravi Chandran Ashwin come back into the team, Shardul Thakur, or after what Mohammad Shami has done uh, in the first chance that he got? And Surya Kumar Yadav, given what he can do, if it was an unfortunate dismissal in the last match with the run-out. But you think India sticks with the same team or guys like Ashwin and Shardul Thakur return? I think India should stick with the same team. Because as you saw with England, the uh, Joss Butler and England's coach, they've been meddling with the starting eleven a bit too much. Not sure about who they want to start and who they want to bench. So... Teams only win matches when there's a consistent lineup and a consistent starting eleven. So India should stick with the starting eleven. And Toby, do we have a bold prediction again this week? I think the bold prediction would be India winning by more than three hundred, <laughs> uh, two hundred runs. I'll go with, or oh. <laughs> or by seven wickets or more. I reckon that's my bold prediction right there. Wow, and that would be really bold, and that would be really huge if that happens. I don't, I couldn't imagine it getting worse for England, but. That that would, that would really be. <laughs> that would, that brings us to another team that who, on recent form I think are looking as dangerous as they do in World Cups. It's it's their legacy, isn't it? World Cup cricket Australia. After those first couple of losses, which were both really bad losses, especially the one against South Africa, Australia are back and how, and they've now won three in a row. They're looking very good. We spoke about Glenn Maxwell. In the last, the last time, Toby, we mentioned how important his batting will also be along with his bowling, which has already been really impressive. And he smacked a 44-ball 106. That's exactly what they were missing in that middle order after the likes of Warner, who's been in top form again, Mitchell Marsh, Smith Labuschagne on and off. But their finishers, Maxwell, Stoinis, Australia have been desperate for them to come into form. And Maxwell did it. Let me start with you, Sunny, first here. Let me start with you. Glenn Maxwell. How huge was that innings? My brother, my younger brother, back in Delhi, he was watching this match. And I texted him during the innings. And he was like, Glenn Maxwell is on fire. And I told him that Glenn Maxwell has just scored the fastest century in the history of the Cricket World Cup. And he said, yeah, that was evident. The way he came out and just took the Netherlands by the scrub of their necks and the Netherlands were just left helpless because they were 15 for 6 in the second innings and Glenn Maxwell coming in and steadying the ship for Australia was the reason they went on and won against the Netherlands and I think I think they just might qualify for the semi-final and might, they might be an India versus Australia semi-final even though they've lost their opening two matches but still it's Australia we can't we can't write them off wouldn't that be a tasty semi-final, Toby? I actually think Australia might not play India in the semi-final. Because the way that Australia are playing at the moment, I think they could qualify second or third. Oh. Especially playing New Zealand next match. Um, a win there would really help their chances of, of finishing higher up the table and, and would almost certainly guarantee their qualification. Um, but I think this, this Australia side has been hugely improved since... Um, since those first two games they were obviously quite unlucky to play two of the best teams in the tournament in those first two games 
Uh, they came up against the best team, India, um, and almost had a bit of a shocker there um, when they had India three, no, two for three, wasn't it? Uh, we couldn't quite convert, and, and Virat Kohli and Kara Hall managed to guide that team to safety. Um, but then they're blown away by a very, very good South African side who were on a great um, run of form in those first few matches before the Netherlands put an end to that. Um, but since then, they've been perfect, really. I don't think they've made any any mistakes. Um, and, I mean, this this last game really just summed it all up. David Warner making runs, Glenn Maxwell doing what Glenn Maxwell does. And also Steve Smith and Labuschagne must have listened to our podcast <laughs> where we said they batted too slowly and, and slowed up throughout the middle, middle overs and both scored an overrun of all, which I think, yet again, does help their chances. Josh Inglis probably is the one that they really need to start scoring some runs. Um, as he made, what, 50 a few games ago, came in for Alex Carey, uh, but hasn't been able to really explode in the way we know he can. And Travis Head is still set to come in for the final few group games in the semi-final, which, yet again, will just help their help their batting lineup. Uh, Glenn Maxwell doing what he does best, like you mentioned. But David Warner signing off from ODI Cricket and Style, back-to-back hundreds. And once we see what he can do once he gets into this kind of form. And with them having already played the top two teams earlier, two of the best teams earlier, some crucial matches yet to come. Australia, England still pending. We're going to see how that goes as well. It's always a feisty clash, uh, no matter who's in form, who's not. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But along with Warner, Maxwell, and these guys that we spoke about, Smith Labushin that you mentioned as well, Toby, Adam Zampa, how crucial is he going to go forward? He's got a hat-trick of four falls. Three matches in a row, he's picked four wicket hauls. We, we spoke about it earlier. As these pitches, you know, keep getting slower as the World Cup progresses, the leggy, he's going to come into play even more. He really will, I think. He's been hugely impressive. He had a pretty poor start to the World Cup. And even looking back at his first four for he didn't bowl extremely well. The wickets just sort of came to him. But, but arguably that's what leg spinners do best in white ball format. Um, they they bowl tight lines and lengths. And actually when they bowl a bad ball, that's often where the wicket comes, where a batsman tries to over-attack and make up for not being able to get on top of a leg spinner and, and makes a mistake. And he's been really impressive. He's now the top wicket taker in the World Cup. Um, and I'm sure we'll continue to take wickets throughout. And, and as you said, the... The slowing of the pitches and the, the tiredness of them will continue to increase. And that's only going to help help him as a, as a spinner. And Sonny, do you think Australia can make it to the top two by the end of this? Because two, three and four, it's safe to say that those spots are open right now. Do you think Australia 
could they have a chance of making it there or do you see that india australia semi final happening like you mentioned well australia's next four games are against new zealand england afghanistan and bangladesh so against new zealand and england they'll have to be in the best form if they want to finish second or third and avoid india in the semi final but i but i think that australia might just you know the game against new zealand is a really tricky game against england i don't know it will depend on the india england result what happens in the australia england game and uh, yeah australia will be able to brush aside afghanistan and bangladesh with relative ease and i, I see them finishing fourth and then facing india in the semi finals while south africa and new zealand face each other in the other semi finals i think what's quite interesting is that England although they are pretty much out of the World Cup still have a huge part to play in how the rest of the tournament lines up. They've got to play three of the top 4 in their remaining matches. Or oh, sorry, two of the top 4 in their remaining matches mm. plus Pakistan mm. um who are still be looking to try and qualify for the semi-final. And a and a fluke win over any of those teams will pretty much well could either spice up the rest of the tournament or if they beat Pakistan will pretty much seal the deal as to who qualifies for the semi-finals. and as we are recording this podcast uh, a very crucial match from that qualification perspective is currently on with pakistan setting south africa a target of 271 and south africa as things stand a place at 188 for four so yeah it's still not over a few quick wickets and pakistan can get back into this and pakistan would be desperate to get back into this uh, given that their hopes like england's also to an extent are hanging by a thread they have won a match more already but all of the these teams south africa pakistan australia they're all into that qualification battle and they just can't you can't just let one another win there uh toby another huge match apart from india england this weekend australia new zealand it's another fierce rivalry the trans tasman rivals do we see do we see australia continuing that winning form cuz This one's tricky. Uh, maybe a week ago, you would have said that nah, New Zealand's too strong. Uh, apart from India, New Zealand's too strong for everyone else. But Australia on a great run. Their big players are firing, and New Zealand just coming off a loss. What do you see happening there? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think right now Australia are favourites and should be favourites. They're obviously in a better form in all three of their last matches. New Zealand are much far behind, but. I think a lot of what might come in as well is that Australia always seems to just have something over New Zealand. Um there's just always a little bit of uh, mind games maybe within it all and I just think Australia perhaps having almost the sort of the winning mentality that the Aussies always seem to have could really help. And I think they probably will just pip New Zealand and what hopefully will be the first tight game of the tournament. I mean, we've not really talked about it but pretty much none of the matches in this world cup so far have been very close none have been within a few wickets none have been within a few um a few runs and none have been within the final over i think which is a bit of a shame to see but but what you do have to sort of also consider is the number of upsets we've had in this tournament um but yeah i think australia probably will beat new zealand and hopefully it'll be a really tight game and this world cup needs that tight game it's been like you mentioned it's been just such one side in matches so far especially this format the future of this format it does need a tight game uh, a lot sooner than later sunny do you feel 
India England as well could be that tight game. I know a lot of people would love to see that, especially here in London. Well, yeah, the when you're asking me, I have a really strong bias for India, so I'd say <laughs> India winning it and Virat scoring another century to come level with Sachin. But it's yeah, it's England, so you can never underestimate them, even the, if they're like coming from four losses in five games. And England, as Toby mentioned earlier, they have. a lot of crucial games for the let's say the makeup of the semi finals and who will end up semi finals because they're playing England are playing Australia India Netherlands and Pakistan so a tricky run of fixtures for England as well as their opponents and my strong advice for Rohit Sharma and company would be to not take this match really in a light manner if our top order doesn't collapse like it did against Australia then we do have a good chance Yeah, it's England, and they'll they have nothing to lose right now, so they'll they'll try to get one over India. Absolutely, and they'll want to make a statement as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. Sunny, another very important game coming uh, at the end of the week, and it's coming on Monday. Is Afghanistan Sri Lanka? You wouldn't often say in a World Cup with so many of these teams that that's a huge, huge game. Mm-hmm. with all you know all these big guns in as well but if you look at the qualification scenario mm-hmm. whoever wins that game does have very good chance going forward i mean they are in it both teams with two wins afghanistan sri lanka both have some very good big wins as well sri lanka just yesterday getting that huge one over the defending champions in england so what do you make of that game do you feel do you feel afghanistan uh, we we spoke is, about it it was we had a bold prediction last week with afghanistan going to the finals it was from ricky sunny do you do you agree with something like as that? as things stand it's really tough to call this match because it's afghanistan sri lanka both have caused an upset both have beaten england the defending champions but the result of this match will also be affected by the australia new zealand match because australia are fourth right now and whichever of these two teams wins they'll be on 6 points provided pakistan lose today and then it will be down to net run rate against australia so if New Zealand battle Australia and um, let's say one of Afghanistan or Sri Lanka win by a really huge margin then they'll be in with the chance to face India in the semi finals that's some there's a few interesting predictions from mm-hmm. Sunny coming in there of what ifs could happen uh, could you know in the, yeah, for the rest of the permutations and combinations right now not anything concrete just saying but they're interesting if these happen it'll be really yeah. fun to watch toby what do you make of Afghanistan Sri Lanka Afghanistan especially coming on the back of such a strong batting performance and uh, the bowling's already clicking the the quartet of spinners that we've spoken about yeah i i think it'd be hard to call if i had to choose i'd probably pick sri lanka just because i think they're probably better at getting it done against teams at a similar level to them um they obviously be england and the netherlands um a few over the last week but they've lost only three games they've lost to three of the sort of best five teams in the tournament um whereas Afghanistan are almost better at um better at sort of beating the big teams but they might slip up against some of the smaller nations so i can almost see the sri lankan side who also got to the final of the asia cup we can't forget and have a very good young side um i think they have a better chance than Afghanistan and also probably a better chance at qualifying for the rest of the tournament or for the semi-final. Um but I think it should be a really interesting game. Yeah again another 
hopefully tight match over the weekend for us to talk about next week we are expecting some of those matches to be really close exciting nothing is going to top uh, England New Zealand that final in 2019 the you know the, the minute i talk about close matches my mind just goes to that match or any else cuz it is crazy it is i mean one of the craziest things we have seen but yeah we can talk about that for an hour someday we'll probably do that but yeah good luck to him for the rest of the matches because i do hope that they start winning matches but after the india game <laughs> <laughs> not before this game because they're the defending champions and i think they they deserve some respect even even though they've lost in such devastating fashion well they are my one of my favorite teams in the they world they deserve they deserve respect for being defending champions but toby uh, coming back to afghanistan sri lanka it will be huge for if any of the two of them can qualify for the semis it will be an a big surprise but just how important will it be for the game especially you know if someone like afghanistan given you know we've seen their history in the sport so far it how important do you think for the sport of cricket is it if someone like an afghanistan can make it to the semis oh hugely i mean we've already talked a lot about the the upsets that have happened this tournament so far and that would trump all of the upsets by an absolute mile for afghanistan to qualify for the semi finals I think it would yet again just be another another reason or another another thing to show the ICC that they need to expand these tournaments. They need more than just the top 10 teams because you can see huge upsets and then actually that makes a tournament much better. Um I know they're already changing the next format of the ODI World Cup to two groups of 7 I think it is. Um back towards the 2003 days when the tournaments used to be like that. Um and I think that yet again just allows for more teams to be in it. It also stops the tournament from dragging on too much i think um like it's we're halfway through the tournament right now and it's felt like a long time ago that england lost to that new zealand side um so i think that's something to be wary of as tournaments continue to go forward i mean we're not quite at the two month level that the ipl is at um but we're not far off and i just think that the more the more times that these sort of associate or former associate nations can be put on a pedestal and really show what they can do the better it is for the game and and the more hope there is for for current associate nations to to be able to qualify for tournaments like these and and really grow cricket within their country we will be talking about the future of the format of the sport and a lot more with a special guest that we'll soon have on the podcast so stay tuned for that that's coming really soon what do you reckon toby are we expecting another very very interesting week coming up just looking at the next week yeah i'd say so i think this is really where we're getting to the to the big end of the of the world cup now it's it's going to be crucial these next few matches for each team to to really work out where they can qualify and and particularly australia new zealand i think is is the big game coming up tomorrow that will just define how the rest of the tournament goes on if australia win that that's pretty much the top four seed in the semi-final sorted. If New Zealand can win it, still gives a bit of a chance to Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. But I think that's pretty much going to be the end the end of it as as I think Australia will win. Well, and Sunny, how was your experience being on the podcast for the first time? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a great experience. I hope to make much more appearances on the podcast in the future. And it was great chatting with you both about the cricket world cup and about all the teams. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. 
we'd love to have you as well pretty soon guys that's it from us given the time that we have today uh do check out all our episodes on spotify as well as a lot of the content that we are doing on the sports gazette it's not just cricket it's a lot of sports apart we are talking about the cricket world cup here but we've got a very big game coming this weekend in the rugby as well the rugby world cup final between south africa and new zealand do check out an article from will reviewing the final that's coming out soon on the sports gazette and a lot more that we are doing across sports so keep an eye on that stay tuned to the sports gazette we'll catch you very very soon until then enjoy your weekend and enjoy your cricket take care this is ayush signing off sports social podcast network okay round 2 name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.